At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin the Tuesday edition of Big Bets here on Visa and Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Amal, I'm pretty excited. We got a pretty good show lined up for the day. We've got three champions coming on the program. Two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden and NIT champion Tim Doyle is going to join the program in hour number two to talk all things NBA and college basketball. So wouldn't that be two-time champion, or are you already including Syracuse winning the NIT this year as three-time champion? Are you representing them? I would. That'd be a four-time champion because Timmy won an NIT with uh, with St. John's. And what you know, I put this out there, have a little fun on social media, and I got like, "Oh, that's mean." Like, if you win a title, doesn't that still count? Like, if you win an, an NIT championship, I'm not. I'm actually saying that's an accomplishment. Like, look. I didn't want to necessarily play in the NIT. The goal is to get the NCAA tournament. But if you go on to the other tournament and then win, do you not accept the ring? No, it's like being best looking at VEASAN. I mean, I, I, I renounced the title here. I've seen the lepers we've so got. You, I said, it we, doesn't mean anything. I said, put me in the real pool. Then we'll find out so what's up. So you don't up. want that. You don't want that accolade. The <laughs> no. best looking at VEASAN. Well, it's, it's like being the tallest midget. I mean, come on. Who cares? <laughs> Wyatt's over here. We're losing his mind over here. He can't believe I'm already spouting off. You know, we had some it. interesting conversation before the show started, so it got me fired up. By the way, our producer today, Wyatt Tomchek, mm-hmm. filling in for Kelly Bidlin, does play-by-play for the Lady Rebels. Tell you what, he does a great job. I've heard him. Yeah. But I just like him next time when I ask him what the final score was, what they won by. I know. And sold out. Yeah. I, I go, what'd you guys win by? 19? He goes, no, I think it was like 23. And I was like, no, no, no. I think it was 19. So wide. Hey, hey, wide. It's plus or minus five. Plus but or he's minus five. in the ballpark. Plus or minus five. Wide says. Are you, you think it doesn't matter in our network? It's all about covering, right? They covered that day. They covered <laughs> <Yeah>. that day. <laughs> Why? Great to have you behind the glass here on this Tuesday. Let's talk about some uh, some big numbers, and I mean really big numbers. How about this? A record: fifty point four million adults in the United States, roughly twenty percent of the population, are expected to combine to bet approximately sixteen. Ready for this? Billion. Billion, not million. Billion with the B on the Super Bowl, according to a survey uh, that was released on Tuesday by the American Gaming Association. $16 billion industry is what gambling has become, and certainly the Super Bowl, okay? We talk about it every week, Amal. You and I did uh, throughout the NFL season, even college football as well. 
this is what when you get to like replay and you get to some of these things that you go, man, when you have this kind of coin being floated around on one game, sixteen billion, you got. I hope it doesn't come down to some call, some challenge, all these things that they have in the off season. Don't they have to do a better job? And I say they, being the rules committee, of making sure when you have sixteen billion being wagered on a singular football game that we've got to get it right. However that is, whatever that end result is, we're not getting it right now. There's too much controversy on what's a catch, what's how many challenges. What, like, There's too many abstract things that could affect your wager. No, I disagree. Uh, first of all, I think it's one of the toughest jobs, right? It's kind of – I always equate it to – a bank and an insurance company, you don't know how good or bad one is until you have a problem. Mm. And officials are kind of the same way. It's a thankless job. If it they is. do a good job, nobody wants to know who they are. Nobody knows who they are by name. And you're like, eh, I didn't notice them. Like last night's KU Texas game. Oh. Did a fantastic job. Nobody really realized who the officials were, and that was great. But I think it's a very difficult job. It's a, Dave, you covered the NFL for a long time. If you've been on the sidelines, mm-hmm. you know how fast the game moves. And I think mistakes occur from time to time. You know, it's funny that Saints-Rams uh, NFC Championship game, the yep. non-pass interference oh, call. Yeah. If you're on the backside where one of the side judges was, you could miss it from that angle. Yeah. And I think too many people just look at things in a vacuum, look at replay. The, the play and the image is slowed down at a level where you can obviously dissect it and see what's correct and what's incorrect. But I think too many people make the assertion that, oh, they got it wrong. You know what? Go out there and do that job. It, it's a lot simpler than you think. And, you know, I'll give you a quick example. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, a server one night at the poker table messed up on an order. And I normally, I, I don't care. I order the same thing every time, right? Water room temperature. And so, anyway, yeah, I know this guy's rolling his eyes. Don't worry about it. Don't, you know, Dave, come on. Anyway. Water room temperature. That's what you're going to do, standard order. 100%. Everybody that goes to dinner with me knows, like, if, if for some reason, like, I get up to go to the men's room or I took a phone call or something, they order, they order water, no ice for me. It's everybody knows. Anyway, um, so my point is, they screw up, and I said, you know, people are like flip the the order, a couple of orders got screwed up, and the person was all, I said, they go, one guy goes, well, calm down, it's not a big deal. I said, if I was your cardiologist, nobody ever questions me being Indian that I'm going to, if I say that, they don't know it, right? Uh, right away, they're not calling that. Uh, they think I got quad aces on that one. I'm like, let's say I'm your, you know, I'm your cardiologist. Is it okay if I screw up? Mm-mm. Why? So why should somebody else screw something up? My point being is this: mm. people make mistakes yes. in every line of work, every industry. People jump down their throats. And what I hate is on Twitter, these people are like, oh, it's fixed. It's this and that. First of all, two things. Number one, if it's fixed, 50% chance you're on the right side. That's right. Second, if it's rigged, why the hell are you watching? And third, why are you not unloading the clip? You should be here with your banker from Chase. And you know, hold on a second. I only need this mortgage for three hours because we're going to unload the clip on this side of the game. And as soon as it's done, I'll pay you off on the mortgage. The rest of the money I'm keeping. Stop it. Just stop with the nonsense. Just accept it for what it is. And, you know, we had Mike Pereira in here a few years ago for a Super Bowl. Mike and I were talking about this. The, I, the way people treat officials is so ridiculous. You see it permeate down to the youth level. Yep. Stop it. Your kid's not going to the NFL, okay? Tell your kid to study a little bit harder. He's not making it to the pros. You're 5'7". What makes you think your kid's going to be 6'4", playing wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings? All, all I'm saying is the way people uh, respond to these officials is ridiculous. I get your point on it should be better. There are human elements. There are mistakes. Why do players make mistakes? Why do they drop the ball? Why does Mahomes make a bad throw? Mistakes happen in every single thing in life. I agree. 1,000%. My point is the rules. It's not so much the officials that I'm getting on here. It's the rules committee. This is what I'm talking about in the offseason. Whereas if you win a challenge, and we saw this happen in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I corrected your mistake. Mm -hmm. I then lose my challenge. That makes no sense. That makes zero sense. These are not official things. These are rules that need to be changed. I, I've said for years the challenge system should be this. If you have a timeout, you can challenge. If it's nine times you want to challenge, yes. as long as you have a timeout, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't be what it shouldn't be twice, and if you get it right both times, you get a third one. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my whole point. So again, like if you want to go back to the Devonta Smith play against the Niners, right? So because Kyle Shanahan in that moment, you see like they're going, Devonta Smith's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because mm-hmm. he knew he dropped the ball, right? Yeah. But nobody else did. Right. Right. Like if in college football, tech. Technically, every play is reviewable. Right. It just takes somebody to buzz down. How can we, if the kids, kids, college kids, can, the system at least theoretically is built in so that everything could be challenged, how does the NFL not adopt that? Well, how, that is such a simple fix, NFL, so that we don't have these questions in a game that's going to have $16 billion wagered on. Just if that's an avenue to getting it right, 
then sign me up for that avenue. I appreciate everything you're saying. However, a couple of factors. Number one, until Fox showed that replay about 10, 15 nobody minutes later, nobody knew, That's so right. it wouldn't have mattered. But the other thing is, if I was the head coach, I'd have a des- designated fake injury guy. So now you got all the time in the world to review it. Right. I, I've already beaten you on that now. So now then that's out the window. All I'm saying is it's such a quick bang, bang call. Devontae Smith was like run to the line. It's it's very difficult. I'm not going to put that on Shanahan. I'm not putting that no. on the officials. Sometimes mistakes occur. It, we got that final angle from Fox later on midway through the first quarter. Oh, they came back after a commercial break. Yeah, exactly. They, they didn't get it for a while. And again, all I'm saying is it, there's got to be a way because that was not right. It gave the Eagles seven points they did not earn. Right? I saw somebody else say, this will never happen. You know what would have been nice? is Devonta Smith said, I didn't catch it. You know, I thought about that watching a replay in a college basketball game. The guy knew it went off his hand. I wish he just went to the official and said, listen, anyway, it's I, off me. I, Let's just keep it moving instead of them spending 10 minutes we, reviewing we the do play. That, we do that in pickup. Right? Pick up oh, all you want. Yeah, yeah, I, I fouled him. I yeah. got it. Right? We, never, we, don't, we don't advocate for the truth. It's a great, great point. It's it's amazing, right? Because Devonta Smith tricked everybody, yeah. and good on I, you would say good on Devonta Smith, but others others would say, boy, but this is in a, in a sixteen billion dollar game, singular game. Like if that happens again, people are going to lose their minds. They're going to absolutely lose their minds. And all I'm saying, if there's a way, and I don't know how to do it, but the competition committee, you got to figure out a way that this at least would be looked at. Look. They did it in the uh, in the AFC title game where Burrow threw one at Mixon's feet and they called it incomplete. And before they could snap the ball, they stopped it, looked at it again, and said, you know what? That's intentional grounding. So they took the time there to make sure they got it right, which I didn't think they did, by the way. I agree with you there. But like that's the point. So if they can take the time to slow it down for what looks like an innocuous play like that, for a fourth down play like that was, which is a potential game-changing play like it was for the Eagles and the Niners. In a business where we have $16 billion being wagered on a singular game, I've got to figure out, as the competition committee, I'm not putting all this on the referees. I'm not putting all this on Kyle Shanahan to be able to make that split-second decision. we got to figure out a way in the biggest game with the most eyeballs, with the literal world watching, that we have the the look of transparency, that we have the feel that at least what happens on the field, and for the most part they do, but you're going to have situations like that championship games and those championship calls where you go, those games didn't, they didn't feel right for the viewer. And if you're the gambler, you're going to think that you got hosed, but there's, again, don't go down that rabbit hole. It is not fixed. There is no conspiracy theory. It's just bad calls based on some bad rules that exist in the NFL. My, my favorite is always when people are like, well, you know, Vegas wanted it that way. Hey, have you ever actually looked at the balance sheet of Caesars? They're not doing a good job of fixing games if they are. At all. It, it, like, that is the most comical. But that's the irrational gambler, right? That, no, well, there's a lot of idiots in society, and they're a part of it, unfortunately. And they're on social media after they, their team loses every time. Like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. Yeah, you, you can believe it. it it's going to happen. But you know, I'll tell you one thing, though, that unfortunately substantiates the, their argument is the fact that David Stern existed. Ooh. And when you look at the NBA, I always point to Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals, right between the Kings and the Lakers. They shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter. My favorite is when Kobe throws the bow at Mike Bibby's face, almost breaks his nose, but no foul is called. Yeah. I mean, from that standpoint, you see it. And, and look, the reality is... I understand where people are coming from last week's game between the Chiefs and the Bengals. It felt like, yes, calls are going in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. However, Burrow and company had an opportunity in that game. I had somebody say to me yesterday that, mm-hmm. that gambles a whole lot on the NFL and said, you know what? It feels like the Eagles is the right side, but boy, I feel like the league wants the Chiefs to win. And I went, oh my, that's part of the handicap now? Like, that, that's the way people think. They go, you right. Right? And that is, it was a fascinating kind of blow my mind moment. All right. When we come back, much more news and notes around the NFL before we get to the Super Bowl. Come on back. Big bets on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The big game means big plans for VEASAN. VEASAN's in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews. Our experts breaking down the game. You don't want to miss any of VEASAN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VEASAN Final Countdown, and VEASAN Primetime Live all week from Radio Row in Phoenix for betting splits, expert picks, and big game props. Head to VEASAN.com. That's VSIN.com. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. This is Big Bets here on VEASAN. Love the conversation. As we mentioned, $16 million will be bet on the Super Bowl. That's according to a survey uh, from the American Gambling Association. I I think another bet, if he bet on himself, he won. And that would be on Jalen Hurts because the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, has said this. Jalen Hurts has nothing left to prove for a long-term extension. But he hasn't gotten it yet. Now, here's the thing. I saw this in Dallas with Dak Prescott, where, you know, remember all the consternation over Dak in the media? And was he going to get his money? Then he got paid, and now people go, hmm, was that a wise decision? Is this a smart move? Because remember, Carson Wentz was the quarterback in Philadelphia when Jalen Hurts was drafted. And now, what are we? You go forward a couple years, and now he's in a Super Bowl. Is this smart by Jeffrey Lurie, one, to say this out loud, and two, say, all right, man, you've arrived, we're going to pay you. No, there's no reason to. You know, in Philadelphia, they have an example of this that occurred a few years ago. Uh, I mean, more than a few years ago when Ryan Howard, right? They signed him to an extension when he had two years left on his deal, and then it became an albatross of a contract. You know, unfortunately in sports, it's a very fickle situation when you decide you're going to pay players. Just let the contract in certain situations play out. Other guys, you might want to sign them to an extension earlier, but – You know, the one thing that concerns me from a Philadelphia standpoint in this particular game is this. They had the greatest situation you could ever want in a playoff, two playoff games to get to a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You wind up with a Giants team that was average at best. Mm -hmm. You wind up with a team with a fourth string quarterback. And then that quarterback gets injured. The third string quarterback comes in. He gets injured to a point where he can't physically throw the football. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it either. And. My point being is this. Hertz has been fantastic, not taking anything away from him. But, you know, the only game I can think of outside of against Arizona, but Arizona was, what, 5-12 and 12 this year? 6-11? Right. and 11. I don't remember what their record was. <laughs> when you look down the schedule, Dave, how many games were they in a situation where Jalen Hurts needed to lead a drive down by four with two minutes to go, no timeouts, facing a competent defense? Indianapolis. That's the only one that comes to mind. They well, were... again, I said competent. <laughs> well, their defense was okay, right? At that time, yeah. it was a close. I think it was 16 to 10, and Hertz brought him back, ran it in for the game winning score. They end up winning, I believe, by one on the road. But, but you're right. They are few and far between where Jalen Hurts has been really back to the wall. Can you lead them all the way back? By the way, the Eagles right now, uh, they're a two point favorite here, pretty much across the board. That number's up to uh, 51 for the total. There's that game I'm alluding to. Yeah, 17 16. That was back on week 11 in Indy. They were down 16 uh, 10. The Colts had to settle for a field goal to make it a six point game. 
with uh, not a whole lot of time left, and he, he did drive them down the field, converted a fourth down. The reason why I know this so well is because I was looking for somebody else to trip up the Eagles as a Cowboy backer to try to see if there was a way that the Cowboys could slide out that back door and win the NFC East. Wait, that was a I, critical, critical. I, I'm sorry. Are you referring to that 36-yard drive? Uh, the, the, the one, the game-winning drive. Yeah, where he, 12th yeah. place, 36 yards. Whoa. Hey, what, what year is his enshrinement in uh, Canton? Are you kidding me, Ross? But wait, but he did. Plays, he did convert a fourth 28 down. Yard, 28 rushing yards on the drive. Yeah, and he he accounted for for the the final seven eight on the touchdown run. Great, but my question is this: You had eight passing yards. He did yards. it though. At least I, he did it. This is why you got to investigate stuff. Why you know we, we they're trying to sell me on this? Jalen Hurts led the drive. He it's had still, eight passing it yards. It still counts. It still counts, right? And he I, ran I in the game. I got to yeah. give him props for that. He ran in the winning score. I, I'm not disagreeing with that it counts, but my point is that guy on the other side, remember what he did in the AFC Championship game last year? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, all, all I'm saying is how many situations has Hurts been in when if the chips are down? We've seen him play at the highest level in the game. He threw for 21 yards in the first half. I remember I had the immortal words to the, the legend himself, Brent Musburger. He goes, Mo, what do you do at halftime with Jalen Hurts? I said, if you got the guts, you make a change, you go with Tua. He goes, oh, stop it. And he did. Well, you know, and I was right once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, my point being is this. Jalen Hurts is a tremendous talent. He's played extremely well. But there was nothing in that game against San Francisco. You walked away going, that guy is going to be absolute fire against Kansas City. Bad Devontae Smith call. Roughing the punter call. And then, of course, the jo- uh, Johnson oh, drop. Yeah. Fumble. Oh, yeah. We're talking about all these plays that Philadelphia didn't actually make. These were errors that were either by the officials yep. or by San Francisco. So I'm not trying to take anything away from the Eagles. I'm not saying they can't win this game. I told you I bet the Eagles initially on Sunday, and I came back, and I, I basically got off my play and took the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like my gut tells me Kansas City's going to win. I, I don't say that with overwhelming confidence. I think it's a tough game. In reality, I'm basically not on the game itself. All I'm saying is I don't think you can sit there and look at this team and go, yes, the 93 Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Like, let me ask you, do you want to serve dinner at half to halftime? What's going on here? I'm expecting Route City. This thing's going to be over. Well, Lori says, again, sometimes you can say these things at Super Bowl week, right? And you're the owner and you want everybody to feel good about where they are. So don't worry, Jalen Hurts, you're going to get your money. So long-term extension, according to the owner, is coming uh, for the Eagles signal caller. Now, you mentioned Kansas City here. And Kadarius Toney, who we did not know if he was going to play, he said, and I quote, he will definitely play. That's coming from Kadarius Toney himself uh, in the Super Bowl. He's listed as questionable, but he says he's going to go. This is on the heels of uh, Miko Harbin, who will not play. He is out for this game. So Kadarius, even though he says he's going to play, mm-hmm. you do have to kind of look and go, how healthy are these receivers for Patrick Mahomes going into Super Sunday? I mean, it's good news if a guy can play. I mean, that's first and foremost, right? But how effective could Kadarius Tony be? Yeah, you bring up a great point because his injury is an ankle injury. And when you look at Kadarius Tony, he's not necessarily the fastest guy, but what he does have is tremendous lateral quickness. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that's kind of difficult to tackle in a phone booth scenario. We saw what he was doing at Florida. He hasn't been able to really duplicate that at the NFL level with the Giants or the Chiefs so far. Just 14 catches on the year. But Hardman, everyone keeps talking about Hardman. He missed half the season. He had 297 yards receiving. We're acting like this guy was Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Right, got traded over from the Giants, and it felt like a reclamation project. And maybe right now it is being reclamated, but he says he will go in this Super Bowl. Now, very quickly, uh, before we – we're going to have Bryant McFadden join us later on this hour, two-time Super Bowl champion. This is a fascinating story. Sean Payton, of course, is the new head man in Denver. Mm-hmm. Now, Russell Wilson had a personal quarterback's coach, right. Jake Heaps. And, um, well, Sean Payton basically said, your services are no longer required. And this is what he said, and I quote, that's foreign to me. That's not going to take place. I'm unfamiliar with it. Our staff will be here. Our players will be here. And that will be it. Remember TB12? Remember the problem that caused for Bill Belichick in New England when Brady wanted his guy in there, his TB12 guy, and then they essentially had to kick him out of the facility? This is what the new head man in Denver just did with, let's ride, Russell Wilson. So your quarterback coach can't show up at the facility. How is this going to go? Because we heard stories of Russ in Seattle where it was like offense, defense, and the defensive guys didn't necessarily seemingly get along with Russell. Maybe he's got a little diva in him. He's married to Sierra. I don't know if that promotes that or not. But now your quarterback's coach 
He cannot show up at the facility. Is this the way that Sean Payton is saying there is one way and it is my way or you won't be here? Yeah, it's absolutely correct. And I like what he's doing. And that's, that's just the way it should be. The other thing is, though, I would say the difference between Brady and Russell Wilson is six Super Bowls. <laughs> so, you know, it makes a difference in terms of having, what has Brady been to, 10? 10. I mean. Just think of it. Just say that out loud. Yeah, make it make sense. Absolutely. And so I, I think it does make a difference in terms of how it's approached. But I like the way Sean Payton's coming in and saying, okay, this, here's who's running things around here, and this is how it's going to be. You see the numbers from last year. They were not good. 16 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, 11 picks. For Russ, right? Let, let him cook. Completion percentage down about to 16 and a half. You know, we talked about this yesterday with Aaron Rodgers and the rumor he might come out here to the desert. And as we always say, you know, you still have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Feels like the heir apparent there, right? What can, theoretically, when you see a number on the Broncos, I don't know what that number's going to look like. Eight and a half? Somewhere there for that win total? Are you going to bank on Sean Payton to be able to correct Russell Wilson if you want to back the Broncos with your, with your dollars? No, because but the one thing I think we'll see is I don't think he'll stick with Russell Wilson for as long. And I, the other thing is, though, they won't have the mistakes that they had on the opening night against Seattle, right? They played oh. for a 50-plus yard field goal. If that's Sean Payton, they're not making that mistake. And I remember, he had a great kicker in Will Lutz in New Orleans, but I don't think he makes that mistake. Um, I think uh, Russell Wilson's in a very important situation. Now, he's he's already been paid. He's going to continue to get paid. He's got a guaranteed contract. I forgot how much of the, the full contract is guaranteed, but... Mm. To me, the one thing is when you look at it from a Denver standpoint, Sean Payton is being paid handsomely to win. There's not going to be a lot of uh, rope here for Russell to be able to just kind of, you know, ease into the situation. I do feel like they'll be one of the teams next year in those win totals that people are going to want to back because they're going to want to back Sean Payton. But let's see what what it looks like first because it did not look good last year with Nathaniel Hackett, new head man in Denver, and he's laying down that law very quickly with Russell Wilson. All right, when we come back, two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden going to join us from Arizona next here on Big Bets. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Easton Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients. It's completely tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Buy it today. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We roll on with Big Bets. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here in Las Vegas at South Point Casino and Hotel. One of my favorite people in the business is a former two-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl participant. He is none other than BMAC, Brian McFadden. Of course, just doing a great job for CBS in the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson. BMAC, it's great to have you. I know you're there at the Super Bowl at the NFL Experience uh, for the week. I just got to ask you, because I heard a question from my guy, Michael Irvin. You know how much I love the playmaker. And he asked Patrick Mahomes, you know, which one sticks out more, the win or the loss? Because he's getting ready to go to the third, his third Super Bowl. You've been to three, one, two. What stands out more to you, the two wins or that one loss to A.A. Ron? The loss. I remember the loss more than I remember the win. And for me... The loss happened in the, the third Super Bowl that I appeared in. So up until that point, I only know how it felt to win. <laughs> so if and I say this all the time, guys, if you had if you given me the option, if you gave me the option as a player to go to the Super Bowl but lose, I wouldn't want to go. Ooh, I agree. I wouldn't want to go at all. I, I I would rather miss the playoffs than going to a Super Bowl and losing. Now some people might be like, well, B Mac, that's you know, how, 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 why would you say that? But for me, I experienced how difficult and devastating losing a Super Bowl was. And I don't want to experience that ever again. That's one of the more uh, disheartening things I had to experience in my professional career. Seeing the confetti come down, but it's not in the, in the colors of the Steelers. It's a great answer. You know, I've heard John Madden say the same thing. Jay Billis talks about every time he goes to the Final Four, 
he gets this like, and he walks into the building, almost like a depressing feeling. From the Louisville. Think, from the Louisville game. Right? Exactly right. Yeah, and I, I love the point you just made there, Brian. Excellent, excellent point. Let's get to this game. Uh, BMAC, before you came on, we were talking about this matchup, and I said, look, Phillies look great. But if you go back to that game against San Francisco, I thought the Niners imploded combined with the injuries. Hertz has been terrific throughout the season, but the one time he's had a drive where he's had to lead the team was for 36 yards against the Colts, 28 rushing, 8 passing. On the other side, we've got a guy, in my opinion, that if things continue to go the way they have in his career the first half a dozen seasons, this guy could eventually be the greatest player in the history of the game. Um, who do you see? Who do you give an edge to? My, my point being is that, man, if the chips are down, I'm going with 15 every day of the week and twice on Sundays. You know, that's a good question uh, because 15 is that type of guy. But in regards to answering your question, who do I give the edge to? I give the edge to Jalen Hurts, number one. He is the healthier of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Number two, he has so many five stars surrounding him on both sides of the football. This is a rare occasion for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree with me that they're on the football field, but they're not the most talented team. Mm. And it's not even by a close margin. That's just how much talent the Philadelphia Eagles have on both sides of the football, and not just about having talented players. They're well-coached, and they play the game of football the right way. So when you factor all that into the equation, just look at this. let's do a process of elimination, right? The supporting cast for Jalen Hurts. Two 1,000-yard receivers, receivers, a 1,200-yard rusher. Dallas Goddard is no slouch at all, especially when he's healthy, and an established, stable offensive line unit. When you talk about Pat Mahomes, He's done a lot with less because he's that type of player. So I give the edge to Jalen Hurts just because of all the five stars he has surrounded him. I actually agree. The 53 or the 52 of the Eagles is better than the 52 of the Chiefs. And then, of course, I don't think anybody's going to go ahead of 15 when you're going individually right at the quarterback yeah. position. But you're right, B. Uh, when, I, when I look back to your Super Bowls and obviously, you know, Rodgers could, could use his legs a little bit. And both these guys normally could use their legs, right? Well, Jalen Hurts, we know, can use his. Patrick's not going to be able to do that as much on that high ankle. Did you, were you more worried about going against pure pocket passers, or would you be more concerned about guys that are mobile and you have to, almost as a corner, keep one eye in the backfield in case they take off? Guys that can buy time by using their mobility and their athleticism. Those are the guys that were uh, the more difficult quarterbacks to go against. And... With Pat Mahomes, he has that skill set, but because of his hobbled injury, we might not see the guy that can buy time when need be. So to answer your question, yeah, give me a guy who can stand, stand in the pocket like a statue, especially if you have an outstanding pass rush getting after him because the best neutralizer for a pass rush is a guy who can make guys miss, who is a guy that can get out of the pocket. But when you don't have that type of pocket, that, that, that type of player at the quarterback position, you, you believe as a secondary mate, Oh, our pass rush going to get to him. And he can't move. He can't go anywhere. I think you bring up an excellent point. I want to ask you a question, a little bit off topic from the game, but just having been a former defensive player in today's football, if, whether at the high school, the collegiate or the NFL level, doesn't your quarterback have to have some level of mobility that on third and four, when everything is covered up, he can break the play down and go get it with his legs. Because when I look at a guy like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, these guys, you could defend all you want, but they're so difficult because of their legs to be able to really slow them down in a situation. I look at Bryce Young, his mobility, uh, some of the other guys at the collegiate level as well. I, I just feel like there's no way I'm taking a quarterback anymore if the guy moves like Phillip Rivers. Exactly. The days of a true pocket quarterback, they're done. They're disco dead, and it's not coming back. <laughs> Just like disco. Disco is never coming back. The days of a true pocket quarterback is pretty much dead. Unless you have an outlier at that position where he's a true pocket quarterback, but he is so deadly with his arm strength and his uh, instincts, like a Tom Brady. But to, answer, to, to follow up everything you mentioned, yeah, because guys that are mobile, they buy time. Look at some of the best quarterbacks currently today that are active in the National Football League. All of them have a sense of athleticism. All of them have a sense of mobility. Josh Allen is Josh Allen, but he's at his best when he's able to improvise out of the pocket and buy extra time. And the same can be said for Pat Mahomes. So, yes, I agree with you. You're talking about analyzing and assessing quarterbacks. I, you don't need to be a 4-4 guy, 4-5 guy, 4-6 guy, but I need to know that you can make people miss. Like Joe Burrow. Like you said, Joe Burrow is not considered one of the best, the fastest quarterback, but he has athleticism when need be, which is important in regards to buying time. Excellent point Brian makes there, Dave. And you know, the one thing I think of Aaron Rodgers, right? Not, not the, the, the fleetest of runners, yeah. but that ability to sidestep in the pocket yep. changes the whole dynamic. It really does. Be back to that point. 
if you were playing in this Super Bowl as a corner, okay, are you who who you who do you think you have a better chance of getting one or two against? Would it be Hurts or Mahomes? Because again, Mahomes, we're assuming will not be as mobile as possible. So I don't know if that limits his ability to be the great fifteen. Are you cheating at all on Hurts because of the running, or are you thinking no? If I'm like Darius Slay, are his eyes lighting up against Mahomes, thinking I might be able to get one or two this week? You would hope so because the Philadelphia Eagles, their front, they're the best in the world in second quarterback. 78 sacks currently to date. Uh, finished the regular season with 70 sacks. Pressure makes the football come out sooner than what a quarterback would like to release it. And when you do that nine times out of ten, the timing might be a little off with their pass catcher in the quarterback. So I would say favoring Pat Mahomes just because of the injury, the ankle ailment, and just because of his offensive line not knowing how well they can protect him. Because, you know, when you talk about teams that sack the quarterback extremely well, they usually do a great job in creating turnovers. Because, like I said, that quarterback is usually throwing the football when he's not prepared to. Yeah, it's a great point you make there. And both these guys do a great job of feeling the pressure and being able to uh, elude it for as long as they possibly can. All right, let's get down to the brass tacks mm-hmm. here. Sunday, 6.30 Eastern, 4.30, where you'll be in the desert. Who's coming out with the Lombardi Trophy three and a half hours later? Man, the sticky Lombardi is what I like to call it, because <laughs> by the time it gets through the entire team, it's sticky, it's sweaty, got handprints on it. I believe the Philadelphia Eagles will come out on top and win this ball game, and here's why. They have the most five stars. This is the most talented roster we've seen in the NFC in quite some time. Outstanding quarterback play. I love their defense. They can they can win ball games in so many different ways. And Pat Mahomes is not going to be ninety percent. He might not be eighty five percent. You know, so that's the tall task, the axe of Pat Mahomes. So I take Philly to win this ball game. I already put some money on Hassan Reddit to win the MVP. Hopefully we see a marginal-like offensive performance from Jalen Hurts, and if they win, similar to how they won the last few ball games, led by their defense, Hassan Reddick might have a legit case to win the MVP. So I put money on Hassan Reddick, MVP. I'm taking Philadelphia to win this ball game as well. But I'll say this before I let you guys go, or before you guys let me go, however, <laughs> get, however you want to do it. If Pat Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, based on the talented team he's going against, based on the injury that he's dealing with and how impactful that is for a quarterback, if he wins this Super Bowl on Sunday, this will be the equivalent or maybe even a better job than what I would compare this to what LeBron James did against Cleveland when he played against the Golden State Warriors. Wow. Love it. Wow. BMAC. That, That team that Golden State had and LeBron found a way to win, I understand Draymond got suspended, but... That would kind of be on the equivalent of that. What year was that, by the way, guys? Was it 16, 2016? Yeah. By the way, Jordan, Jordan would have taken him in six anyway. <laughs> BMAC, get no some uh, waters tonight. and you Stay hydrated out there in the desert, my friend. No, I would take a shot for water of water for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, <laughs> water room temp, please. <laughs> room temp. Two-time Super Bowl champion. BMAC is the best. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans, the championship game is set for Sunday. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be with big tons of specials on February 12th, like our same game parlay bet and get, live bet and get, and football squares game. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this football season. Place a $10 wager or more in qualifying bets. You're going to get a square in the house. If your numbers on the square match the final score of the game, you're going to win. Restrictions on uh, restrictions rather on qualifying wagers. Eligible bonuses and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiverSquares.com. Back alongside Marshall Dave Ross here. Pleasure having BMAC, Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion, join us in the last segment. Going to have Tim Doyle talking all things uh, basketball coming up in hour number two. But I do want to talk a little college hoops with you now, my friend, because there are some uh, bigger games out there on the docket tonight. One involving resurgent Indiana. IU at home against Are You Ready? Rutgers coming to the house, coming to uh, – to Hoosierville here. Going to lay four and a half if you like Indiana. So a battle of reds today in Bloomington. Which red do you think comes out on top? I think IU wins the game here. Tricky number at four and a half. But I think Indiana Assembly Hall is going to be tough. They did a great job, even though Zach Eady was outstanding against Purdue on Saturday. This Rutgers team has been very competitive. But again, better team at home at the rack. This is just kind of the nature of the Big Ten. It's kind of the same way we see in the Big 12 and the SEC as well. Teams at home have a decided advantage. I think Indiana wins this game. Excuse me. All right. Don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a sleepy game. I think. Bless you. There it is. Get it out. You got to get those out. Uh, so you're going to go maybe uh, for Indiana. Is this one of those type plays where money line at minus $1.90 comes into play instead of uh, getting tricky with that number? It's a great point, Dave. I think this is one that could be close, uh, but I still think IU – Pulls away. I would be more comfort, comfortable laying four and a half than taking four and a half. Mm. But at the end of the day, the 190 feels really comfortable with Indiana here. I just don't know if they're going to be able to Indiana. Look, you can, I don't know. Maybe some people can do it better than I can. I can't genuinely quantify what makes teams so great at home. Kansas 36 and 0 now on big Mondays. How about the that? Fog. I mean, they, they played a great game. Texas had bad turnovers and played poorly in the first half. They played well enough to win against almost any other team or many other teams. But it, it's just tough. It, Purdue, same thing. Number one team in the country. Goes on the road. They get behind by 15 at the break. And I think it's a similar situation here. I think Rutgers, solid, solid team. But this will be a challenge tonight. Somebody took uh, Texas in-game plus six and a half. The final seconds were not kind. Oh, I had seven and a half. And Brock Cunningham down by a seven. Decides to foul when there's eight seconds left. And the rest of the team's walking back on defense. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <sighs> Okay, so we move on to tonight's action here, Marquette and UConn. Now, this is interesting because, again, some novices that are just getting into college basketball are going to go, whoa, the number 10 team is getting four points against the number 21 team in stores. But we know that those numbers really do not factor in, certainly into those, into those numbers, and I don't think it's going to really factor into your handicap when you look at the rankings, what does factor into the handicap is the home court advantage, as you just alluded to. And now you get a high total of 147 and a half. Does UConn get back on the good foot at home against Marquette? Um, I, I think they do. I think they win this game. I like this number here at four. This is a revenge spot. Remember, they had a 12-point yep. lead on the road in uh, Milwaukee. They end up losing that game. That was kind of the start of their tailspin. This team has been average since that point in time. 
Marquette, Marquette quietly number 10 team in the country, and I think Connecticut's become a forgotten team. I like the Huskies to bounce back. I believe this game is tonight in stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect them to win this one at Gamble tonight. So, again, when I when I look at that and I go, a forgotten team now mm-hmm. for UConn. They were kind of like, you saw them early. You saw the potential that they have. Yeah. They, there was like a meteoric rise, right? Then they clearly hit the skids here. What does Hurley have to do to get this team back on track or at least getting close to, to the level of play they had at the beginning of the year versus the swoon in the middle of it? Great question, Dave, and I think it starts on the defensive end. they got to play better defensively. I just don't think they've done as well as they have earlier in the season. Uh, this is a team that looked like a national title contender. Yeah. Now they look like they, they would be in a fight for their life to get to the Final Four, but I still don't think you can discount them. They're projecting right now to be a five seed. I think this team's going to be very dangerous come March because – Again, their size will present some challenges. They can shoot the ball from the perimeter with Newton. Hawkins is a terrific athlete. This is going to be an interesting team, one to pay attention to still, but this is a good game tonight here against Marquette at home. All right, four, and the total is 147.5. How about Cincinnati against uh, Tulsa? Uh, excuse me, against Tulane, rather, and Cincinnati's going to go on the road against Tulane in the Green Wave. And you see here Bearcats, small dogs in this one. Yeah. Uh, if you like them, instead of taking the point and a half, you can get the money line plus a dollar five. High total. We're expecting a lot of points here, 153 and a half. Uh, what do you make of the Bearcats on the road tonight? This is a Cincinnati team that's gone vastly underrated yeah. in terms of their conference in the American this year. But I, I, I like Tulane here. I think the Green Wave had a good season. Nobody's really talking about them. This team's had a nice run in the AAC. Uh, this is a good revenge spot for them as they lost to Cincinnati earlier this year, 88-77. That was back on December 29th. This team is 9-2 and two at home so far this year, the Green Wave. Uh, they can really score the basketball. Both teams can get up and down. Now, the 153.5 seems a little bit low to me. Mm. I think this is one I would go over the total between fouls, late-game situation. We saw it in the Kansas game last night. They went up at, 100, they went up at 168. With about three minutes to go, they were at, I think, I want to say 141 or so. Whoa. Texas just went to the basket, hit some shots. Marcus Carr hits a couple of three-pointers and an one. Uh, I think he missed the free throw on that four-point play. Gets fouled on a three-point shot, knocks down three free throws. That was nine points there. Uh, then you saw Kansas make their free throws. I think this is a game that leaned towards the over. I like Tulane here as well. Um, but this should be an entertaining game for sure. You know, that's that's interesting. Again, the end of that Texas-Kansas game, the, the, the total flying over where it looked like it could have been in jeopardy there yeah. for, for a little bit. Some teams... Do you prefer to play it out? What I mean by that is we're going to foul, foul, foul. We're right. going to maximize possessions. Other teams, they don't. Right. Is there a rhyme or reason to that when you're handicapping over-unders? It, it, there is, and it's a great point you bring up because I, I'll give you the best example, two teams. Uh, one was Steve Lavin when he, yep. when he was at St. John's. At UCLA, they were ahead in many of their games, so they weren't in that situation. But at the Johnnies, they'd be down 10 points. He'd start fouling with two minutes to go. Right. He's you'd, gonna, wind, you'd wind up with 30 points in the final two minutes because – you're gonna t- you're gonna get two free throws. I'm gonna go to the basket, or I'm gonna shoot a three point shot and just foul. He just wants extra possessions. Absolutely, trying to hope they miss a few free throws. And then Duke, when Mike Shashevsky was there, I still think this is the one thing. I, I I know I'm very critical of him, but the one thing that I thought they've they've done over the years that's better than anybody in college basketball. Instead of taking bad three point shots, mm-hmm. they would just go to the basket because everybody's so afraid of fouling. Yeah, and they know most teams are not gonna make all their free throws, and so you'd see the games get, just start to fly over totals because you'd wind up in 10 seconds with four points. And that's the idea, right? Because everybody is like, just don't touch any shooters, mm-hmm. right? You just get to the lane, get your easy layups, and then you hope for misses on the other end. So maybe for a total like 150 there and a half, you might get a similar situation to the end of that game today uh, in Tulane. How about North Carolina now against Wake Forest again? North Carolina, what? Uh, preseason number one? And then, you know, Wake Forest, Jim Beheim had some questions about how Wake put their team together this year. Uh, what do you make of this ACC battle as we go down to Tobacco Road? And right now, it's a straight pick, another high total of 153.5. Yeah, this, this is an interesting matchup. I thought the overnight line was wrong. Carolina's the favorite now. You've seen it's a, a pick em, and I saw even earlier today, minus one on Wake. I like the Demon Deacons at home. Uh, this Carolina team is solid. They've got some talent, but they've just been inconsistent. Uh, this Wake Forest team has quietly had a good year in the ACC, but because NC State is playing so well, you mentioned North Carolina preseason number one, Virginia's doing well. I think they've gone under the radar. This will be a tough, tough game at, in Winston Coliseum. I'm sorry, in Winston Salem at uh, Joel Coliseum. Mm-hmm. This, for people that don't know, the area 
this is not that far away. Oh, no. And so this, this is a rivalry as well, maybe more so for Wake than it is for North Carolina. But make no mistake about it, they'll be ready for this game tonight. I worked at a newspaper mm-hmm. back when newspapers were still a thing yeah. called at the uh, Garner News, and that is um, not too far from Wake Forest. And I r- r- learned early on that if you write anything in Garner about North Carolina, that's not going to go over very well. <laughs> Because they're like, oh, those are the rivals across uh, the highway here. So I learned very quickly how that all works there with NC State and Wake Forest and North Carolina and Duke Tobacco Road. It is a real thing. It will be a raucous environment tonight. And again, kind of like Texas last night where they were getting forward. They don't cover the number. Kansas covers the number at home. Miami was a small number. Three, I believe it was, against Duke. We're seeing a lot of that where – Home court advantage really does matter, certainly here before we get into conference and uh, tournament play. Yeah, no question about it. And, you know, perfect example. Um, I did get the one good thing I last time in the Miami game. I got an under 152 and a half. And it was 13 to 5 at the under 16 timeout. And then all yep. of a sudden the game just died off. But the point being is this, that sometimes Miami was a wire-to-wire job last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, they absolutely beat the brakes off of Duke. And sometimes you may not get the opportunity. But, again, the teams at home, Dave, we talk about this constantly, and if you watch the show regularly, you know, I love these teams at home in these conference games. More times than not, particularly in the bigger conferences where you have the home court advantage, it influences the, the officiating and the way games are called. You, you see it. I mean, last night, KU, Texas had one opportunity in the entire game where they were down by one, they get the basketball, to take the lead. Couldn't do it. Wire-to-wire job last night on Big Monday in both games. Wow, absolutely amazing. So, again, there is certainly a price uh, right now, and home court is a real thing in college basketball. When we come back, top of the hour, the one and only Tim Doyle is going to join us from CBS talking all things NBA, college basketball, whatever with Timmy. You never know. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.